This week's episode is brought to you by SketchWallet. SketchWallet is excited to announce that their brand new, beautifully made canvas option is finally available and flying off their virtual shelves. Not sure what a SketchWallet is? Well, it's a high quality, portable wallet for artists on the go, designed to carry a mini sketch pad, pencil, and other wallet items. Haven't seen the canvas or classic leather sketch wallet yet? Head to sketchwallet.com tan to see all of their durable art supplies for creatives on the move. Again, that's sketchwallet.com T-A-N. This is the Animation Network. With this podcast, you get to tune in every week to hear top industry professionals in my network discussing network animation. Our goal here is to bring you effective tips, tricks, secrets, and practices for breaking into and navigating through the current landscape of TV animation. I'm your host, Chris Wimberly. Thanks for tuning into the network today. Hey, networkers, welcome back to the Animation Network. This is episode number 90. And uh, I'm really sorry for the unexpected couple of weeks off. If you've been paying attention, then you know that there was a couple weeks that we went (laughs) with no episode. And there's a reason for that, but I'm glad that you stuck around. We've been really busy uh, in a really good way, um, except for a couple of weird mic issues that I had. But, um, but here we are, halfway through Season 5 already. It's amazing. Um, thank you all so much for all the emails. Um, I've been really swamped, so um, unfortunately I haven't gotten back to everybody just yet, but I promise a response is coming. I really appreciate everybody who takes the time to reach out, so I promise you that I will reply to your email. Um, also, lots of great things going on around here, like um, the all-new tan membership package if you haven't seen the video or heard about it on the social media outlets then be sure to check it out at theanimationnetwork.org slash services you can check out what that new membership package looks like and a lot of you did take the time to reach out and tell me that you would be super interested in that storyboard book so I'm really excited to say that I have started writing the TV animation storyboarding book and it's going really really well so that will be coming soon I'll be sure to keep you guys updated on that as well in the meantime though let's get back on track with this week's episode with someone that you've never heard from before on this podcast just when you think you've heard every kind of job there is in animation we bring you another brand new one so this one's really exciting and i'm so happy that i was able to get this one down i think you're really going to enjoy it so let's go ahead and check it out right now if you're ready i'm ready you ready okay yeah. i see you just see everything but popped your collar so <laughs> you're ready to go uh all right so let's do it man um I'm really excited to have you. You are the first of your kind on this show. By the way, the mics are rolling. I, I don't know if I... Yeah. Okay, I, I picked that up. <laughs> okay, you could tell by my, my, my demeanor switches right. a little bit. Um, but yeah, so uh, you're the first one to come on to talk about what you do. So I'm really excited for this. Um, and I think it'll get a pretty good response too. So Great. Um, don't blow it, but no pressure. You know. I'll do my best. <laughs> Well, with that voice, I'm pretty sure people will listen just for the intrigue of hearing the voice. Um, puts mine to shame. Um, so let's talk about 
who you are. So do me a favor and just introduce yourself and everything that comes with. All right. My name is Jason Stokes. Uh, I'm a production support manager. I work at Cartoon Network Studios, and I've been here for about 12 years. 12 years? Yeah. That's even longer than I thought. Right. I thought you, I knew you had said something for a, a while before, right. but I didn't realize it was 12 years. Yeah. That's amazing. Man, that's a, that's a healthy career. Right. <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah. All right, right on. Jumping into uh, a little bit of your backstory, I'm curious, um, was the animation industry something that um, you always had on your radar as a potential career? Never. No? I never knew this existed. <laughs> I mean, I, I drew in high school, just, you know, dual things that, you know, you do when you're bored, taking notes, things like that. I used to draw uh, quite a bit at home, like backgrounds, but never knowing that there was a career in animation that you could make money drawing. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Not at all. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I don't think, I, I feel like it's a pretty 50-50 split of all the people I talk to who feel the same way. They like, Right. had no idea that you yeah. could do something like that. I thought I kind of fabricated that idea when I was a little <laughs> kid. I was like, yeah, I want to do what whoever's putting that on TV, that, right. that's what I want to do. Right. Um, so that's really interesting. Um, where where did you grow up, by the way? I I moved around. I'm in, born and raised in Southern California. but Oh, okay. Um, I pretty much live in SoCal, but I've been from the IE to you know, to L.A. Wow. Yeah. So. We may have bumped into each other then. Possibly. Because I'm the same. Yeah. I'm exactly. Yeah. We're rare around here. No, no, exactly. In Burbank, we're very rare. <laughs> That's yeah. fascinating. All right, cool. So then on that that note, then, can you give a brief uh, bio starting from when you leave high school and you're you're young, you're fresh, you're ready to do it, <laughs> ready to take on that world. Right. Um, to the point where you break into the animation workforce. Can you kind of give us a brief history of what that looks like? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of a long story, but I'll keep it short. Sure. Uh, after I graduated, uh, I basically worked at UPS. Oh. And I was there for about a year. I almost went into the Air Force, but they were basically the job selection process. They were gonna have me basically like doing radar in Afghanistan and wow. I was not about that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> decided to skip my uh, my check-in that was due in San Diego. So um, after that, I basically moved out to LA with my best friend and I was working at Radio Shack at that wow. time. And uh, my father who was working at Warner Brothers knew this temp agency that was um, that basically worked exclusively with Warner Brothers and Turner and things like that. So he had already placed my best friend in the job and he was at Warner Brothers. Well, due to conflict of interest, I couldn't go mm. to there. So I actually had a one week assignment at Cartoon Network in the operations department. Wow. <laughs> so I left my, I mean, just on a whim, left my full time job at Radio Shack for a one week temp assignment at Cartoon Network. And I've been here ever since. <laughs> Man, I love it. That is such a great story. Like, I don't know if you can sense my genuine enthusiasm. Right. <laughs> I love stories like that because people, I'm sure you've heard and you've seen the interns come in here. Yeah. People fight tooth and nail to right. get into this industry. And you just followed your gut and right. went with something and yeah. boom, 12-year career, man. Right. That's fa that's so fascinating. Yeah. I love that. Um, 
So that's really interesting. Uh, ops. So can you describe? Because uh, ops is different than IT. Correct. Can you can you just uh, specifically describe what operations is real quick first? So when I was in operations, basically it was moving furniture, cleaning bathrooms, making sure people had desk chairs mm, okay uh, yeah a lot of just making sure the physical building door unlocking doors uh, things that have to pertain to the building Got specifically hmm. that's good yeah. yeah that's nice and tidy uh <laughs> description that's good i love it okay so now moving into what you do now let's talk about it um first of all did you i don't know if you said it but did you say what it stands for for information technology. You didn't say that, right? No. Okay. I have not cool. said that. Cuz yeah. there there are some people who don't Absolutely. know. I mean they yeah, they, they don't know what acronyms. that is. Yeah, yeah. there is. <laughs> yeah, there's I don't want to make it sound like can you tell us what it's like to be the it guy? Right. Like, I mean you are. You are the it guy. But um yeah, so can you talk about what your role is as an IT guy? Right. Well, it's uh it's very busy first of all cuz we're we're extremely outnumbered <laughs> yeah sure yeah. yeah there's there's we're a department of four and there's i think we're about 430 employees now mm. so it's a it's a lot of work but i mean our job pretty much is to make cartoon network run smoothly um i do everything from giving artists their computers software hardware um all the way to negotiate pricing when purchasing software like Toon boom Oh, okay. Things like wow. that. So it's a, it's a pretty wide spectrum because, you know, we're just a small department for all of Cartoon Network, so we have to handle really everything mm-hmm. that uh, comes with it. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Um, so on any given day, which, um, I mean, maybe you can talk about today, but <laughs> any normal run-of-the-mill given day, like what does that day look like for you? So a normal day, uh, I mean, as of recently, seems mm-hmm. to be uh, in the morning. It's a couple emails of people that haven't reset their passwords. <laughs> oh, that's me. Oh, dang, you just reminded me. Oh, that's me. I didn't do that. Right. Shoot. So that, that's like the first, that's my first hour is, uh, you know, either telling people to call the help desk or trying to help unlock their accounts. Right. Uh, then I might be in a meeting uh, with my director about, um, planning for productions that are getting greenlit. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, cool. so I get to hear about all the new shows that come up wow. before they come out. So that's that's exciting stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, then from there it'll be just basically putting out fires the rest of the day. <laughs> that's a good, a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Then it's like, you know, computers being slow, computers need to be replaced, uh, software is needed, software is not working. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much my day all the way until I clock out. Nice. So I'm wondering, do you have, now that you've been doing this for quite a while, right? do you have at home a Mac or a PC? A Mac. Uh, you have a Mac. I okay. Do. Yeah. So the question was going to be, do you prefer dealing with issues in Mac or PC? But then I went straight for the real question. Right. The question right. behind the question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But to answer that first question, yes, I much would rather deal with Macs than PC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Macs are a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. I mean, they look much better. Sure. But uh, it's PCs, they just their back end software is 
so much different from Mac software, and it's just it's it's easier, especially for this environment with drawing and things like that. It's just it's much better and easier to manage. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Those those small fires. I mean, that's a lot of what I imagine your day to be because <laughs> I know I've had my fair share of small fires from just all of a sudden like my stylus doesn't work anymore. Right. Like what's going on there? Yeah. You know, um, and it's so funny because. I know myself and probably several other artists out here, we feel pretty tech savvy. Right. I mean, you have to be now totally. to be in animation. You have to be pretty tech savvy, but there's just some things where I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. So let me call somebody. Right. So yeah, that's cool, man. Um, all right. That's great. So if that's what your day to day looks like, what do you think might be like one or two extreme cases of your job where it's just something that um, maybe you don't see very often but it could happen um something that we don't see which is pretty extreme is um like our servers die basically mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. which in 12 years has happened once but it was pretty wow. catastrophic yeah like um i think it was over a weekend there was an update uh surprisingly two of the hard drives went bad and the way raids are set up if one hard drive goes bad it's okay but if two go bad then it's it's bye bye. Yeah, and uh, two happened to go bad, wow. and yeah, when we showed up on Monday, the no everybody's art was gone. <laughs> Man, and so it took us four days to fix it. It was actually four days of no server. Wow, I can't even imagine what that. <laughs> I mean, that literally is an apocalypse movie waiting to be filmed. Right, like just all the servers going bad. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. That definitely was before I got here. Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> we have a lot of redundancy now, so very um, rare to have smart. no server for longer than a couple hours. Yeah. Now that I have seen. Right. <laughs> that I have seen. And it sucks. Everybody's heart stops for yeah. like that hour or two. Yeah. Right. All right. Cool, man. Um, so something else you said, by the way, that was really interesting is um, how you deal with directly with producers about setting up shows mm -hmm. when they're getting started i was just curious um is it fun for you to see like new people coming in or some of your old friends that you knew like maybe they've been gone for a year or two and then it's like oh here comes a new show oh so and so is coming back like that's cool and you know right. that they're coming back does that ever happen or it does it happens oh, that's a cool. lot yeah i mean and it happens um it's, it's fun for me to also see the progression of a mm -hmm. lot of my friends, you know, people that would have started as PAs and oh, then they're right. gone for a couple of years and I see them on a list as a background painter and I'm like, oh, they made it, you know. Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah, so that stuff is great to see, you know, people moving forward. I like that. That's good. Brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> that's, that's good, man. That's what we're all about. Right. So what kind of connection, if any, do you feel with the work that gets made here at Cartoon Network? Um, I mean, I won't say it's strong, but I definitely have uh, a good feeling knowing that uh, my department is responsible for giving everyone the tools to make great cartoons. So right. when I see, you know, our shows on TV and I see the credits and I'm like, I know that person, I know that person, I know that person. And it's, it's, uh, it's nice to know that I had a part of that. I mean, I didn't physically draw anything, yeah. but... Um, I may have gave them, you know, some software to have them 
you know, complete that task. So it's it's good. Yeah. So here's a little bit of background why I asked that question mm-hmm. because um, I, I was hoping you would say something like that. But I, I also feel like from our end, we're really appreciative I see. of the IT department because when we're at home <laughs> and we do something and something crashes or explodes or just disappears, right? That's a that's hours of work that's gone right. and you maybe don't know why. Like right. you're not entirely sure what happened. Right. So the fact that your department exists to, I mean, the, the shows wouldn't happen right. without having the every studio that I've worked at, which is several. Right has an IT department yeah. because it's important. Mm-hmm. So I just wondered if you guys, I mean, especially doing this 12 years now, yeah. if you guys had some sort of like connection, like, yeah, like, you know, like pride because right. you, I yeah. think you do in part help make the shows happen. Totally. You know? Yeah, no, so, it's good. That's cool, man. I like that. Um, so there are a couple of fun questions I wanted to ask you that <laughs> some people uh, get real sweaty when I ask these questions. Right. Um, but I'm just curious, what are a couple things that you would label as your most favorite parts of the job? Uh, my favorite, well, one thing is, at least for me personally, is helping people. I mean, it goes back to what you're saying about when you're at home, you don't have that voice. I mean, it's nice you know, to have somebody, I mean, it's not always nice to have somebody run up to you and, you know, <laughs> and most of the time my um, interaction with people is helping them with something. But I enjoy that, that, you know, they're freaked out because their work is lost and I can come and say, oh, we, we had time machine. So, nice. you know, we can get, get your work, get you back working. And, you know, people are really, really appreciative of, uh, you know, when we can solve a problem. So that, mm-hmm. that makes me feel good. That is good. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Another part of my job, which I don't know if it pertains to every IT person, but at least for me, uh, my job has a lot of flexibility because, oh, okay. you know, while I have projects and things that I work on, uh, regardless of how busy it is, there's also a part where, you know, there's help desk tickets. And if there's not much going on in the help desk, then I have flexibility to do other things. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I play, I go to the gym at lunch, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's uh, play basketball, so it's like it's it's nice to have that work life balance, and I feel like this profession allows that to happen. But I think this studio uh, really, really allows that. Yeah, that's good. That's huge. I'm I'm glad yeah. you brought that up because um, I, I completely agree that it is important to have that. Um, so whenever you can sneak in that downtime, right? <laughs> like take it and run. Exactly. Um, so that's great. Yeah, I've seen you like come like at lunchtime. We'll right. cross paths and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that's really cool that you're able to do that. Yeah. Um, oh, and then you also said too, um, doing other projects. Like, I noticed sometimes emails will float out that have your name attached to it. That's right. like something seems to me extraneous from like, oh, if you have software issues, call this person. Right. It's more of like, you know, when we were working on the um, that special project here right. at Cartoonet work um which i don't know if we can talk about so i'm not going to say the name of what it was but you know i'm talking about because we sat next to each other (laughs) um but yeah like doing those kind of things seems pretty cool too yeah that you're able to tap into those yeah right on right on um that's cool too because it feels like some of that stuff is more on the creative side right right okay cool um 
So then what do you think might be two of your least favorite parts about your job? Um, one, it's, uh, it's very specific, but it's probably most people's nightmare is when <laughs> technology fails mm-hmm. and um, we have to go into a room, like it's a pitch or some big meeting and it's like 40 people in there and something goes oh. wrong and <laughs> you, you literally have to open that door and everybody is fixated on you waiting for you to do that magic touch yeah to and you like work. sweating <laughs> yeah yeah that those are definitely <laughs> sweaty moments <laughs> i never thought about yeah, that those are oh man those are probably yeah that's one of my least favorite probably top of the list oh so. man that's so funny yeah. i mean it's not funny right i'm not right. laughing at you but i never thought about yeah. that from your perspective right because usually i'm sweating because right. i got to do the pitch exactly. or something you know yeah. like that's really funny right Next time that happens, I'll I'll <laughs> wink and nod at you. I'll be like, right. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Then it'll right. calm me down. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Um, all right. And then uh, did you have anything else? that? Oh, but another – We all, it's funny. In our department, we have a funny thing that everybody hates to do is calibrate monitors. For some reason, it's like – Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. it's just something that we all, we all have made this like – it's just like the worst. It's like cleaning a bathroom for IT or something. Oh man, you have to like draw yeah. straws or something. Yeah, basically, yes. We oh, we have cool. yes. We do. We have. We used to have like a toothpick in a box, and one had a red tip, and it was just like you know, if you got it. That's really that's amazing. Yeah, oh, and it's man. really not a big deal. I mean, because you you plug it in, and you basically just sit there for five minutes as this machine yeah. picks the color, but. Yeah. yeah, just for some reason, we all hate doing it. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Yeah. I'm, like, learning about a whole new department. I feel right. like I'm interning in yeah. the IT department, <laughs> just learning all these great little things. Right. This is why I love doing this podcast. Like, I get to learn so many cool things that, yeah. like, I'd sitting in this dark room right. like, behind this monitor. I don't get to see those things. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, all right, cool. The, the only reason I asked that about – um, what you don't like about your job is because, I mean, I, I don't ask it to everyone, and I used to, but the reason is not to say, like, you know, give give people a platform for them to vent about their job, but in reality, it is still a job, Absolutely. right? Like, it's, it's a wonderful thing that we get to do and where we get to work, but at the end of the day, like, still a job, and there are parts that we don't like as much right. as, as other things. Right. So, right on. Cool, man. So now I'm wondering, after 12 years of drawing the red tip toothpick, um, <laughs> uh, how has IT's role developed as technology advances um, within the animation it, industry? It, it has been uh, probably one of the biggest things I've seen. I mean, when I started, not every position needed a computer. Mm-hmm. You know, timers could just sit with sheets of paper. Mm-hmm. Um I think some directors didn't really have computers. I mean, people still painted backgrounds. Um, Cintiqs weren't really that big. Yeah, right. And, I mean, people would print storyboards. I mean, there was (laughs) – even positions are gone now, like scanners. Like, there's no scanners anymore. Right, Everything's digital now. Uh, Cleanup artists, I feel like that's another – and so through that time, now everything is digital, and I've seen that trend shift from when it was nobody with a computer almost and then now every single position almost needs a Cintiq and a computer yeah a couple monitors right yeah Yeah. and it's uh I mean it's great for the environment I mean we've we've 
I think we've significantly reduced paper consumption. You know, printing is not that big anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to mail CDs to different departments. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, now we, you know, file transfer. It just, it's all online now. And it's, yeah. so it's, it's huge. I mean, now, like you were saying, if we weren't really needed then, we're definitely needed now. Right. In, yeah. uh, in the animation space because it's, uh, technology is really, really, uh, the, at the forefront of animation really at this point. Yeah. I think it's interesting because, um, believe it or not, that question is one of the questions that gets asked all the time. Like, mm. you know, on on Twitter or when I go to conventions or right. whatever, people ask me like, "So, what software are you using for this? Or what's the prominent software for that?" And right. it's it's just it used to be like, "Oh, what pencil do you use?" <laughs> like, "Well, what you know, whatever." Right. And now it's like, yeah, if you if you are serious about your career, mm-hmm. you have to look forward to investing <laughs> hundreds True. of dollars absolutely if not thousands if you're gonna right. pay for a Cintiq and such True. so yeah it's I, I always um, think about that so I I was excited to ask you that question just yeah. and and it's an even better answer than I thought because of your long history yeah here, that you get yeah. to see that um, when I first started which in January will be 10 years for me nice yeah and when I first started um, I worked on SpongeBob okay. and they were still like painting backgrounds right. like on cold press, yep. you know, illustration board and all this kind of thing. Then they would scan it in and touch it up digitally, but right. even still is one of the very few um, to do a lot of traditional artwork at Nickelodeon at that time, but I remember people were using tablets which came in and went out right. like in the blink of an <laughs> eye and then all of a sudden it was Cintiqs and yeah. it was a new age. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, when I was an intern actually I was scanning and copying okay. storyboards still, <laughs> and those stacks of storyboards right. were so thick. Yeah, <laughs> it'd take yep. forever to get through. Red rubber bands. <laughs> yep, and then yeah, you had to clean the copy machine, right? So that they wouldn't leave graphite streaks across the page when it's yep. scanned and printed. Yeah, different time. Totally different time. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Uh, so I really only have a couple questions left for you, man. Okay. I can't believe this shot by so fast. Yeah. Um. So one question I have for you is. Um, maybe you answered it a little bit before, but what sort of things do you like to do outside of work to help kind of keep your creative um, mind and energy feeling fresh? I, um, I mean, I definitely, I mean, gym, basketball are two things that I do the most. You know, well, it shows. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely shows. I'm sitting over here like Thank slouching you. in my chair, like don't look at me. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah, basketball is great. I mean, it's uh. I basically say it's like my cardio because yeah. I, I don't like jog or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy playing. It's nice to get out there, you know, the camaraderie with people. And yeah, uh, so it's nice to get good runs and meet meet people. Um, but then what most people don't know is uh, I I write sometimes. like Oh, wow. Yeah, like scripts and screenplays and things like that. So wow. uh, I'm actually, yeah, I mean – can't really say I'm in development, but you know sure. I'm working with one of my friends who is a writer on a show. Wow! That uh, that we can possibly get to Adult Swim. So that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Man. So it's uh, you know working here definitely brings out <laughs> the creativity in you. Yeah. So it's almost like any position that you do here, uh, almost everybody has some type of hobby that's creative. It seems mm-hmm. like. 
Yeah. It's funny. Whenever I ask that question, and that's a perfect answer, but whenever I ask that question, I'm like, so what do you, th- what do, you do outside of work? to make you feel fresh and energized. And people are like, oh, I work. <laughs> I work more. I do more creative stuff. I'm right. like, all right. But at least you said some sort of kinesiology right, sort right. of yeah. based question. So that's good. Um, but but that's another reason why I love what we do it, because people are passionate here. You know, I, sometimes I meet people who are like, I want to work in animation so badly. And I'm like, great, what do you do like to, to make that happen? And like, Oh, I draw when I get a chance. Right. Or like I, you know, like, well, I used to like to draw a lot when I was a kid. I'm like, okay, well, okay, now you look like you're 27. So right. what yeah. what have you been doing in the meantime? <laughs> but yeah, the people, like you said, that they are, that are around here are really thriving with that creativity yeah. to do stuff. So I didn't know that about the writing. That's cool, yeah. man. Um, all right. And then my last question is, um, you know, when you think about your 12 year career, what do you think inspires you um, to bring passion to your job every day? Uh, I mean, just knowing that I, I shouldn't be here. I mean, I, I never thought this existed. <laughs> I mean, right. I had a, a one-week assignment in a different department, and I just, I never, I mean, I feel like if I had known uh, that I could I can color backgrounds and make money, I probably would have done that sure (laughs) or right yeah exactly or right yeah Yeah. but uh I had no idea you know I mean so I mean for me it's like I was given this opportunity and I refused to waste it and Mm -hmm. um you know this job is awesome my boss is great um my co-workers are good it's Mm -hmm. uh it I honestly enjoy coming to work like I never have that like ah it's Monday I gotta go to work it's (laughs) right it's like I get to go to work instead of I have to like I, you know it's a it's a choice yeah man that is one of my favorite answers I've heard this season oh, that that's good you. man that's really good it makes me excited too I mean I already was excited <laughs> but that there's something about that that's very truthful and it it felt real so that that's good man I like it nice. cool well um yeah, man, I think that's all the questions I have for you at this time. Okay. But yeah, this has been amazing, man. I'm I'm really grateful that you came on to the to the podcast. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I hope you had fun. I did. I did. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah, I do have a question for you though. Uh, well, uh, yeah, let's do it, man. What is your what question do you have? <laughs> uh, I want to know what uh, made you start this podcast and how did you start it. Yeah, uh, that's that's good, man. Um, I appreciate that question because um, it's been almost, uh, let's see, in a couple of months, it'll be three years that this podcast has been out, wow. and I forget to look backwards right. sometimes, so I appreciate this question. Um, so in a nutshell, the reason I created this podcast was because when I was in art school, um, I was always looking for ways to supplement my education because I was starting at in sort of like a artistic deficit compared to my peers. Um, when I was growing up, I was kind of dissuaded from joining the artistic field and such. So I um, thought I was going to go into psychology, whole whole different track. I was, I was prepared and I was doing that thing. But then when I um, was getting ready to enroll into school finally, like art college or into a college, I realized got to chase that dream, got to, got to go for it, at least give it a shot. So I decided to 
go into art school, but then I realized I was starting behind everybody who was drawing their whole lives, mm. all the people who took the art electives in high school, right. <clears throat> excuse me, all the people who went to art camps and extracurricular art things all the time. Like I didn't have any of that stuff. Occasionally I was, you know, copying pages from my comic Spider-Man and Batman comic books and, you know, drawing Peanuts characters. You know, I was doing that right. yeah. self-taught artist. So I was working really hard to catch up when I was in school. So I was trying to find anything I could. And at that time, podcasting was just coming on the scene. This was yeah. like 2000, I don't know, four, five, six, okay. something like that. But um, there wasn't really a whole lot. It was like slim pickings compared to now. Now, now everybody and their grandma's got a podcast. <laughs> right. It's not anything special. <laughs> but um, I was like trying to find art uh, animation podcasts, and there was really very few. And the ones that were there were sort of like, kind of like fandom podcasts, right? right? Like they, they didn't really give me anything that was educational. So I felt very starved for that sort of thing. And after a um, couple years of just checking in, I finally graduated and made my way, regardless, I, I did make my way into the animation industry, very lucky. And um, still I would check in, check in, and then finally, I was like, you know, nobody's creating the podcast I want to hear. Right. Despite the fact that I've already I've already set my career, like it's already going. Yeah. But still, like I, I would love to hear about more positions and like just, you know, basically what this podcast is. Yeah. So um, I realized by that time I had been in the industry for a good, you know, five years or so, five or six years. And I was like, you know, I think if I were to make a podcast, what would it be like? And I started mapping it out and really put a lot of thought into it. And I came up with this entire like formula of how I wanted to do this. I didn't just kind of slap it together. And then finally I, um, I was like, well, I know so many people now in the industry. Let me try making the podcast I want to hear and that I was looking for when I was a college student. So this whole thing was an experiment for like to make college Chris happy. I see yeah, like a yeah, like a time capsule sort of, sort of thing. <laughs> and um, I was going to just make a handful, like five to ten episodes just to like put out there and let people, you know, check it out and just like blew up. And wow. I mean, by no means is it the biggest podcast out there or even close to it, but it was like just tenfold what I expected right. in terms of um, a response. So that's why I was like, OK, well, like let me just keep doing it right. as long season as people two. keep lit yeah <laughs> season two well and so at that time too I, I um i went from thinking i was gonna do 10 to doing 20 and i was like okay i need a break because i was doing right. everything by myself yeah and um and it's a lot of work like people probably can do it a lot simpler and a lot easier mm-hmm. but like you said like you know it's a joy and it's it's a blessing to be doing these these sort of things and yeah. I have these tools at my disposal. I don't want to waste them, you know. So I put a lot of love and care and craft into making it. So I was burnt out. So yeah. I was like, well, let's call this season one. <laughs> Let me take a break. And I wanted the whole thing to kind of mirror TV anyway, because mm-hmm. this whole thing is about TV animation. Right. So, um, yeah, it just worked out. And then I was like, people were wondering, like, hey, when's the next season? I was like, oh, season two. Here we go. <laughs> so I made another one. And then. It got bigger, and I brought on my fantastic team member, Cassie, who does um, the Animation Network newsletters. Mm. 
so then we had that then we brought on more people like jeff and tiara you know yeah, tiara yeah. little and so man it just kept growing growing we have some people behind the scenes that are helping with like administrative stuff um it's it's a whole thing now youtube videos even right. that's good <laughs> yeah man it's huge and it's going really really well that's but good. yeah thanks for asking yeah yeah it's a great I don't story know. hopefully yeah hopefully i answered your question yeah absolutely <laughs> okay cool 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 yeah all right man well i don't want to keep you too long because uh we did both just work all a very long friday <laughs> so True. uh yeah but thank you so much man for coming on to the show and um good luck with your writing stuff man that's exciting yeah. yeah and if you need anything from me let me know probably actually <laughs> okay i'll be around man i'll be around let's do it all right all right thanks so much man yeah thank you that's it episode 90 in the can i'm so pumped that we are just cranking these episodes out once again and i'm really happy that you guys are still enjoying it so thanks for all the amazing feedback that you sent to us um, in email and on facebook and twitter we really do appreciate all of it um also thanks for tuning in as always um and for your patience with taking a little bit of time to get you this episode hopefully you you feel like it was worth the uh wait and you enjoyed the episode um and really i hope that you're excited to learn more possibilities and avenues into this industry you know you don't have to just be an artist to find a job in animation so it's pretty exciting to know that and comforting um i think uh, don't forget that uh, now is the time to jump on any of those great gift ideas because it's the holiday season. Um, things like the tan membership, which is so awesome. Like, I, There's no way I could tell you how amazing it is in this little segment, so please be sure to go look online for that. And don't forget about the Sketch Wallet, guys. They do have the brand new Canvas options available, and they are sweet, so be sure to go check that out. And again, if you do order one, I know a lot of you have been posting pictures online about ordering yours, and that's great, and we're super pumped for you. But just be sure that if you are getting it because you heard about it here, it does us a huge favor to make sure that you order it from sketchwallet.com slash T-A-N, like the Animation Network, because then we get a fraction of that sale to help us keep these mics on and keep recording these episodes for you. So be sure to um, check that out if you haven't already. Um, and as always, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if this is the very first time you've ever tuned in. And if it is, then we're so pumped to have you. Thank you for checking us out. And as always, thank you so much for tuning into and being part of the Animation Network. Don't forget to check out all of our extras online. Visit theanimationnetwork.org for events and news and helpful services. And connect with us on Twitter at TAN underscore podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash animation network podcast. 
And be sure to subscribe to the free newsletter and YouTube channel for additional content to boost what you've already learned here. So much free stuff. Go, go now.